Hey everyone, welcome to Homer's Dope Nuts, a weekly Simpsons podcast where I, the Simpsons guy, and my co-host, El Ray, discuss and review every episode of The Simpsons ever made. We break down the episodes, discuss some of the references, and try to connect our younger listeners with The Simpsons family and how life has changed since the inception of the show over 30 years ago. We hope you enjoy it and provide feedback as we're always looking for ways to improve the show. Hi, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I am your host, the Simpsons guy, and as always, I'm joined by El Rey. Ahoy, hoy, everybody. Uh, how's your week been? Well, regardless of how it was, it's over, and it's time for spring break. Spring break, right? After snow vid. After snow vid. We get another week break. Yeah. So. Hey, we'll take them when we get them. One we can actually hopefully enjoy. Yes. You know, with power and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it helps that the state is open. Yes. yes. So now, hopefully, all the stores are are, are, are open when we go. Mm-hmm. We can finally go and visit our favorite stores and stuff. Remember, everybody, just because the mask mandate is over doesn't mean it's not suggested for you to still win, wear, excuse me, your mask. So, yeah. We just uh, don't have to find people. Yeah, yeah, basically. So, um, should we, like, after we get our second uh, microchip, do we need to still wear the mask? I or? don't know. Oh, just to catch you all up, the Simpsons guy and I did get our first dose of the microchip this week. Yep, yep. Our arms hurt. <laughs> Surprisingly so. I mean, yeah. I almost had a dead arm this morning. You know? Yeah, it was pretty, yeah, I woke up pretty sore. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel it yesterday, but. Yeah, but then, uh, that's that's the major complaint. Yeah, no body parts have fallen off. Well, apparently the second one is when you have a bad day afterwards. Yeah, yeah, we yes. heard that from a couple from people. a couple of people at work. Yeah, so so I guess we'll be ready to take a day off then. There you go. Maybe they'll do it on a Friday. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> uh, well, I hope they know uh, when we need to take it again, and they schedule another clinic like yeah, that. Yeah, they will. They will. Okay. Yeah, we can only hope. We can only hope. Enough about us. Yes, yes. Uh, so, before we start our show, El Rey, is there anything you'd like to share? Yes, we're going to shout out our friends again in Corpus at Music House. Remember, Music House is a store by musicians for musicians, focused on the day-to-day needs of beginners to professionals alike. Music House helps you bring the music home. Whether you need supplies for band class, strings or sticks for a gig, acoustic treatment for your home, studio, or even recording specialties, we are experienced in stock to help you find a solution. Music House is located in Northwest Corpus Christi off Highway 77 for easy access to South Texas musicians. Follow us at Music House CC on your favorite social media platform or visit us at musichousecc.com for more info. And again, everybody, that is M-U-S-I-K-H-A-U-S. All right. Hopefully now that the, the state is open, yes. they'll be getting more and more Mm-hmm. clientele yes hopefully and then of course in the future kids get back in school start having band practice again all that so yeah go you can only go, hope yeah go visit them for your instrument needs guys go visit them all right so today we are going to talk about season three episode 18 which is titled separate vocations and it first aired february 27th of 1992 so, I guess the uh, opening sequence is a mixed bag. A mixed bag. Yeah, yes. because we do have an original chalkboard gag. Which I do like. I do like this one. Yes. Bart's writing, I will not barf unless I'm sick. Yeah, I can only imagine the chaos he caused. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember being in elementary school and there was always that kid that would throw up to make everybody laugh or something like that. I don't know where you went to school, but. Yeah, man. <laughs> there was. It, like, you know. Oh, uh, making me an earthworm or something. <laughs> Doug, you ever see that episode of King of the Hill? Which one? Where uh, Bill entered that hot dog eating contest? Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but, you'll have to see that, guys. Yeah, you'll have to see that. Different show. <laughs> uh, different show. All right, so the couch gag is where we get d- disappointed. Yes. Because it's recycled. Yeah, so uh, the Simpsons family runs into the house... Everybody sits on the couch, except for Bart, 
And Bart comes in late and then, of course, dives onto the couch and lays across everybody's lap, which we have seen before. Yes. Yes. We At least once. Before. At least once, yes. So, already, uh, you know, again, good chalkboard gag, recycled couch gag. Yep. So we begin the episode at the Springfield Elementary School. Yes. And Mrs. Krabobble is walking around. She says, now class, I promised you a surprise today. Yes. And all the kids start having these daydreams of what the surprise might be. So mm-hmm. we get Milhouse first and he envisions a, uh, was a Native American wrestling an alligator for yep. some reason. Yep. yep. We see uh, Sherry uh, and she's imagining the happy little elves giving out ice cream cones. Okay. Now, Bart's is cool. He sees Mrs. K, or Miss K, excuse me, and she removes the skin from her face to reveal that she is indeed an alien. Yes, a a purple purple alien. Yes. Bart says, I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, in in true uh, teacher fashion. The surprise (laughs) is really a test. And all the kids start to groan. I'm guilty of this. I have to say, I've done this plenty of times. I have a surprise for you. Yep. Test. Kids get all excited. Test. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I did one time? Mm. Uh, I already, it was the day before we let out for Christmas break and I scheduled a test and I told them we're going to test and everybody was miserable. They were miserable. And then when we got there and they started their test, I said, hey, by the way, guys, uh, you can use your partner as a test. During the test. And hey, they were happy after that. They were happy after that. They could use their partner and they were happy. There you go. I was that teacher today, though. You were? You gave them a test. Oh, I gave them a test. So did I. Yeah. (laughs) But I have AP kids, so. Well, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Makes it a little harder for you. They're cool, but. (laughs) All right. So we keep going, right? And then next thing we know, we're at Miss Hoover's class, right? And Miss Coover announces that they have a they have a surprise. Yes, and she says it's a test. And we see Lisa here, and she's all right. A test. She's excited. <laughs> yep. And, and turns, all, you know, yeah. all the kids are like, "What the hell?" Yes. And it and, turns out it's the uh, career aptitude normalizing test, which start which says can't can't if you uh, yeah abbreviate. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess they're trying to find careers that they can't do. I guess so. Or it's kind of a demeaning thing that you can't do much. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <way>. Exactly. <laughs> so and then we see Mrs. Krabobble, you know, she's administering the can't, right? She's like, some of you may discover a wonderful vocation you never imagined. Others may find out that life isn't fair. All right. And she's like, she starts she, to turn into this really bitter, spiteful person. Like She feels that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In spite of your master's uh, from Bryn Mawr, you might end up a glorified babysitter in front of a bunch of dead-eyed fourth graders while your husband runs around naked on a beach with your hus- with your marriage counselor. And all the kids are like, whoa. Yeah, everybody's staring at Miss Kay like, wow. <laughs> she just let all the dirty laundry out right there. And she goes, ahem. <laughs> First question. If you could be an animal, though these were really si- these were silly. Yeah. Would you be A, a carpenter ant, B, a nurse shark, or C, a lawyer bird. <laughs> what makes it funny is because there is actually a car- carpenter ant and there is a nurse shark. Yes. But there is no there's lawyer no, bird. Yeah, there's no lawyer bird. And so Mark put C on this one, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then we fast forward, right? And Because uh, we're going back and forth between Miss K and, and Miss Hoover. Uh-huh. So we go back to Miss Hoover and she's at question 60. I prefer the smell of A, gasoline, B, french fries, or C, Bank customers. <laughs> um, what yeah. kind of questions are these? Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Anyway, so Lisa answers C, and the test is over. And then Janie says, "Well, that was a waste of time." Yes, and and Lisa's offended by this. She says, "Janie, school is never a waste of time." And this is when Miss Hoover comes in. And she says, "Since we have fifteen minutes left until recess, please put your pencils down and stare at, in, to the front of the room." Sounds like they're wasting time there. Exactly, early. wasting time. Why not just let them go to recess early? Exactly. Well, maybe maybe get in trouble for doing that, right? 
can't dismiss before the bell or I something just, like that. Walk them out there yourself. That's true. Babysit them for 15 minutes, man. So apparently this test is pretty high security because then we see two uniformed guards show up at the school. They come into the classroom, they pick up the test, and they put them in a satchel and they handcuff it to one of the guards' wrists. Yep. Yeah. And they are flown to the Iowa non, non-international airport. It's like, what word? I don't think Iowa would ever have a, an, an international yeah, airport. There'd be anyway. no reason. I don't think yeah, so. No. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and they go to the testing center for computerized grading. And you see a little sequence here of how the tests go into the machine. And there's it looks like a big mainframe, right? Yeah, 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 it's a huge mainframe. And Bart's test goes through it and the machine just starts freaking out like all these yeah, sounds start yeah. going off he broke it <laughs> yeah, it just stops it just stops right yep. and this is when we find an old man standing behind well, sitting behind uh, the machine right and he's in a rocking chair and he's got a a broom with him and he hits the machines like come on Emma come on <laughs> and it starts working again yep See, sometimes you just gotta hit it yep well, not anymore. I imagine that was the way things used to be. With yeah, the TVs, right? Yeah, you just ah, smack the TV. One, yeah. yeah. Now the, these flat screens, you smack it. Now it's you know, over, man. Yep, yep. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> the uh, the old Nintendo cartridges. Yep. They tell you don't blow on them, but what do you do? You blow on them, and they yep. would work. Mm-hmm. If, anyway. you, if you really need to, you put a Q-tip in there and oh, clean yeah, out scra- the dirt. <laughs> scrape it real clean. Uh-huh. So next thing we know, we see J. Lauren Pryor, the school psychologist, right? Yes. And he's giving the kids their scientifically selected career results individually, right? Yes. So first it's Janie, right? And she said, and she's an, she qualifies to be an architect. And then we see some random uh, random boy. Yeah. And he's and he's like, you can, you're going to be an insurance salesman. And then we see Ralph. Yeah, and Ralph is apparently going to be a salmon gutter. Yeah. He's going to work in Alaska and just gutting salmon. I mean, he can't even fish. He's just going to gut. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then Milhouse gets his, he's like, all right, military strong man. How that's going to happen, I have no idea. I mean, unless he goes to South America, it's not going to happen. Maybe, right? Mm -hmm. And I like Martin here. Martin is there with his fingers crossed and his eyes closed and just saying, systems analyst, systems analyst, systems analyst. And and what do, do you know? Dr. Lawyer, Dr. Pryor says, systems analyst. Of course, yes. And Lisa's result comes up. And, and she is a, shocked. Yes, she is. I think the audience is shocked yeah. at seeing this, honestly. If, if you're a fan of old Saturday Night Live skits, I would say everybody gets verklempt. <laughs> That's an odd reference, but yes, it is. Hey, it works, man. It works here. <laughs> and so Lisa's result is that she is going to destined to be a homemaker. And Lisa's confused. He says, "Homemaker?" Yes. And uh, <laughs> Doctor Pryor says, uh, "It's like a mommy." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then Bart, police officer. Well, I'll be jiggered. He says. <laughs> yep. By the way, if you were looking at it, I don't know if you could tell that the. At, at this moment, the sound was off from his... Yeah. Uh, my guess is they changed the word after they... After they uh, yeah, after they wrote it in. Yeah. Like, they didn't use jiggered. Yeah. They used something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was when you couldn't say damned or something. But they've said damned before. Yeah. So, I don't know what... The, uh, maybe they figured the word they were using was... Too offensive, and they threw it in jiggered. Or it could after be a, they'd uh, drawn the cartoon or something. I'm like trying that. to think what else you could put after. Well, I'll be, you know, I mean, an sob maybe. I mean, that's mm-hmm. but who knows? Who knows? Uh, and Doctor Pryor says, "Hey, hey, hey! If you'd like to learn more, I could arrange for you to ride along in a police car for a night." And I love Bart's response to this. He's like, "Hey." I don't need you to get me in the back of a police car. <laughs> he knows how to do it himself. <laughs> That's a great line. And then Dr. Pryor says, well, you know, I have to admit, I thought you were going to be a drifter. And then we get this cool cut scene right here of a grown-up Bart. Yeah. Smoking a cigarette. He's got scarf all over his, yeah, his face. Yeah, he's dirty. Wearing it like, he looks like um, 
Rambo drifted in the first movie. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what the reference is. Yeah, to. because he's like stupid sheriff. Yeah, running me out of town. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was definitely a Rambo uh, reference right there. Underrated movie, by the way. Yes. The, the first one. The first one, yes. Yeah. Uh, the ones after... Uh, Second one was all right. Still all right. After that, I don't know. Yeah. First one, though. Awesome. Yes. Yes. All right. Classic. Anyway. Anyway, we're at the dinner table now, and Lisa is complaining. A homemaker? I might as well be dead. <laughs> and Homer's uh, scarfing food already at this point. He says, what are you going to be, boy? And Bart says, a policeman. <laughs> and Homer starts gagging on his food. <laughs> he can't yeah, believe it. Yeah, this is a shock. Yes. Um, and I love what Marge, Marge jumps in and says, you know, your father wanted to be a policeman for a little while. But they said he was too heavy. And Homer says, no, the army said I was too heavy. The police said I was too dumb. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I know, I know. And Lisa's had it by this point. Like, she is, she's stewing at this by point. By the way, I'm, before we go on, I'm offended because yeah. I'm an army guy and I'm not dumb at all. <laughs> yeah, you're not dumb at all. <laughs> uh, the police said I was too dumb. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so I guess he was smart enough for the army, yes. but too dumb for it to be too a cop. Too dumb to be a cop. Yeah. So the, the, anyway, so let's continue. You're, you're a little offended. I get yeah, it. I get offended. it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> so triggered, you would say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. All right. So now Lisa again. She's been stewing about this, and she just had it. She declares, "Well, I'm going to be a famous jazz musician. I've got it all figured out." I'll be unappreciated in my own country, but my gutsy blues stylings will electrify the French. I'll avoid the horrors of drug abuse, but I do plan to have several torrid love affairs. And I may or may not die young. I haven't decided. I love that, man. Yeah, I, like, that, I think that is my favorite part of the episode. I was like, wow, what a speech from a little girl. Right? She's in, what, the second grade? Anyway. Yep. And I love, I love that she knows that it's going to have to be bad in one way, so she'll avoid the horrors of drugs, but, but she'll she, have terrible relationships. Yes. <laughs> and she may or may not die young. Yeah, you didn't know yet. Yeah, oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so next thing, Marge comes in and she says, Honey, if that's what you want to be, we'll do anything we can to help. I'm like, uh, what the hell are you talking about, Marge? She, she just... She just gave you a pretty rough bleak, life right yeah, there. It's yeah. a bleak picture right there. Anyway. But again, I mean, if a lot of good musicians, they're jazz musicians, and they're really good musicians, don't make a lot. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Good musicians don't make much most of the time. Yeah. And the terrible ones do. <laughs> oh, well. Van Hagar. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, all right. Anyway. <laughs> so Homer interrupts. He says, wait a minute. Isn't anybody going to follow in my footsteps? And then everybody, including Maggie, looks away, pretending not to have heard him. And now from the distance, we can hear a coyote howling. I know. Just to give you an idea of the silence that's going on this here. absolute silence in the Simpsons house when Homer asks if anybody wants to follow in his footsteps. Yep. And so to try and support Lisa, Marge takes her to a music school. And she starts playing her sax in front of the teacher there, and he's impressed. She, uh, he, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's into it. Mm -hmm. yep. And then uh, Marge asks, well, what do you think? Does she have a, what it takes to be a professional musician? Mm -hmm. And she uh, says, no. I'll be frank with you. I'll be frank with you, Lisa. And when I say frank, I mean, you know, devastating. <laughs> Unfortunately, Lisa has inherited stubby fingers. So... Apparently, you can't be a good blues musician. If you have play the play the sax, if you have stubby fingers. According to this guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then they find out that they've inherited. She's inherited this from her father. Right. And we cut away. And we see Homer, and he's struggling with a beer. Yeah, he's trying to. He can't open anything. He's like, "Damn, stubby fingers." Oh. <laughs> uh, so poor Lisa, and she, you know, she does realize her fingers are stubby at the same yeah. time. She's like, my God, they are stubby. Yeah. So we cut back to the Simpsons house, and there's a knock at the door. Homer answers the door, and it's Springfield Police Department. Yep. Two and, of Springfield's finest. Yes, two of Springfield. It's, it's uh, what, Lou, and I forget the other guy's name. 
The white guy. Yeah, I forget the other guy's name. Yeah. But um, regardless, so Homer thinks he's in trouble all of a sudden, and Homer just makes a confession. He says, I didn't steal that copper wire. I just thought they were throwing it out. And he actually pulls out a spool and throws it out of the house. Yeah. But, of course, they are not here to see Homer. They have come to take Bart on a ride-along. Yep. Right? And then we see Bart getting into the back of the police car. Yes. And then we see an elderly old neighbor looking down. And she, as she sees Bart getting in the, in the police car, yeah. she's like, maybe that'll straighten the boy out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's very happy about it for some yeah. reason. And so Bart is now hanging out with the uh, Springfield police. And he's asking questions. First thing he says is, wow, can I see your club? It's called a baton, son. Oh, what's it for? We club people with it. <laughs> uh, yes, and by the, yes, that late uh, the lady across the street is Homer thinks it'll straighten Bart out. Yeah, and the lady across the street says it's about time. Oh yeah, yeah. She yeah says, that, yes. that is true. That is true. I got ahead of myself there. <laughs> and so he's asking the cops, "So you guys like being cops?" And the cops are like, "Oh, it's great. You get to run red lights, park wherever you please, hot and cold running chicks." <laughs> And, then, uh, and as, as they're driving through Springfield, they are, are driving by a motel, and they point out that uh, Mayor Quimby's Cadillac is uh, parked at the motel. And so we kind of look into the motel, and he's sitting there with his, um, what's the right way to say this, uh, working girl? Mm, yeah, I think Lady of the night? Lady of the night. Lady yeah. of the night, all right. And uh, <laughs> the cops say that he is... Uh, Polling yes. the electorate. Polling the electorate. Great tonight, joke. Yeah, he says, tonight his honor is a uh, polling the electorate. Yes. And um, Quimby's in there putting the Mac on her. Mm-hmm. He says, what? How would you uh, like a street named after you? <laughs> oh, the power, right? The power of the mayor. <laughs> we go back to the, Simpson, uh, to the Simpson house, right? And we see Lisa at her desk and she's writing in there. Dear Log, this will be my last entry. For you were a journal of my hopes and dreams, and now I have none. This is very uh, depressing. Very sad. Very depressing right there. Again, Lisa, like we're getting into this more and more, I've noticed that, um, you know, Lisa's depression, which becomes a bigger thing as the series goes on. Yeah. You know, we've we've already seen flashes of it and everything like that. Yeah, little glimpses of it. We see a little bit more right now. Yeah. And so while they're in the cop car, we come back to Bart. And uh, the Quickie Mart is getting robbed at gunpoint again. Yeah. Right, of course. And it's our favorite criminal. (laughs) The snake. Snake, yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all. The light turns green and and they continue to ride. And they don't even pay attention to Apu with his hands up being held up by snake. Right. So uh, Bart then says... Do you need straight A's to be a cop? And they just start busting out in laughter. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great scene, too. So then Bart asks for some action. Eddie, that's the name of the other cop. There you go. The, the white guy, yeah. Eddie says that the life of a cop isn't the way it's portrayed in the movies. And just at that time, we see the car from the uh, Snake's car whiz by them. Yeah. Or just whiz by them, right? And they start to give chase. Yes, so Adio radios it in, mm-hmm. right? He says, we are in pursuit of a speeding individual driving a red car. License number, eggplant, Xerxes, crimpty, overbite, narwhal. <laughs> by, uh, by the way, yeah, that's they're trying to do phonetics there. And By the way, it's X-Con. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. If it military style, yeah, I want to hear the right one. I was waiting style, to ask you this all day. <laughs> it would be uh, Echo X Ray Charlie. What is O? Uh oh, I'm drawing a blank here. Omega? Oh my god, not Omega, Oscar. There you go, Oscar, and then November. All right, <laughs> yeah, it would be um, Echo X Ray Charlie Oscar November. There you, there you have it. Yeah. Where the hell did they get narwhal from? I don't know. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, you know snake, snake steps on the gas. The um, 
chase ensues just like a movie. Yep. And, and I love, it wasn't like it was a movie. Yeah, no, but apparently it's like a movie now. Mm-hmm. And I love how they cut back to Apu mm-hmm. at the store tied up. And I love what he says. He says, oh, they use nylon rope this time. It feels so smooth against my skin. Almost sensuous. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, we all know this isn't Apu's first rodeo when it comes to this. Yeah. And apparently he's uh, discovered something about himself. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I do love that that scene. I think we've already talked about it where he opens his shirt and says, every one of these bullet wounds is a badge of honor. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> he's been shot plenty of times on the job. <laughs> so we so, go back, yes, yeah. to the car chase. Yep. And then the, the cops chase the car into an alley and block off one exit with their police car. But they haven't had any backup just yet. <laughs> this is a great scene. <laughs> and then Eddie says, uh, you know, it's against every regulation in the book, but uh, can he be our backup? And he gives Bart a gun. He says, cover us. Yes. <laughs> Would you cover us? I'm like, what the hell is going on here? So then we see them. Uh, we see Eddie and uh, Lou tiptoe and try to find Snake, right? Uh, while the... He turns on his headlights again. Yes. And he floors it. Yep. And he's flooring it straight at Bart. And I gotta—I have to say, I'm impressed with uh, Bart at this point. Because for a kid, he didn't hit what he needed to. But he emptied he that clip. He held his ground. He held his ground, too. And he emptied that clip at him, too. So, yeah. like, all right, man. Go Bart. He didn't um, run. No. He stood there mm-hmm. while the car was barreling at him, and he emptied the... And he took shots, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so good for, good for him, man. And, of course, he runs out of bullets, and Snake is yelling at him, See you in hell, punk! <laughs> yep. But, good thing for Bart, that for some reason, this alley narrows in the middle... Yes. So Snake gets trapped by the narrow alley. And I love what they did with this, because obviously we can tell here where the commercial was. Because as Snake is speeding towards Bart, we get a to-be-continued <laughs> little thing here. And then uh-huh. we cut back, and it actually says, Act 2, Death Drives a Stick. <laughs> so like your typical action TV show, they recap the last, what, 20 seconds or something? Yeah. And yes, we say, like the Simpsons guy said... Car speeding towards Bart, the alley narrows, and right before it's going to hit Bart, the car stops. Yep. Yep. And the cops come and get him, right? Yeah, the backup gets there. Wiggum's here. (laughs) So uh, he finds a box full of lottery tickets in the car, and he says, looks like you just bought yourself a lottery lottery ticket to jail. And Eddie's there and he says, uh, he's unconscious, sir. And Wiggum's like, ah, they can hear some things. <laughs> and so Bart tells Wiggum at this moment that when he grows up, he wants to be a cop. And Wiggum makes him an honorary police officer. And he tells Eddie to give him his badge. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Eddie, give me your badge. <laughs> I love that. Just <laughs> Anyway, so next thing we know, it's the morning. And Lisa is coming down for breakfast, and she is not happy. Yes, so Marge is there. Good morning, honey. You know, very... Trying to make her feel better. Yeah. And Lisa's response is, what's so good about it? Stuck in the house by the stove. (laughs) Yep. And then Marge is like, you know, homemaking leaves you an opportunity to be creative. right? And then she shows that she's made... A smiley face with eggs and bacon and toast, toast yeah. for uh, Homer, Homer and Bart. And uh, Mar- and Lisa's like, what's the point? They'll never notice. And Marge is still trying to, you know, keep it together. And she says, you'd be surprised. And, of course, Bart and Homer come downstairs. And, and immediately, they, I can, I, I, you know, you, you won't be able to see me describing this, right? Because I would act it out. Yeah. But let me just... Go over the noises. Exactly. No good morning. No thank you. Nothing. No, they didn't notice. Yep, they just sat down and they started scarfing down the food. 
And you just feel bad for Marge at this point. Yeah, right? like Marge, poor Marge. Yeah, man. she worked so hard trying to do trying to do this thing for. You know how awesome a day would start with something like that. Yeah, oh, I mean, hey, anytime my wife makes bacon for me in the morning, I'm a happy man. There you go. I don't know why uh, Homer can't appreciate this. Yeah. Oh well, such is Homer. Mm-hmm. So next, next thing we know, <laughs> this is great. Yeah. we see uh, Bart practicing his fingerprinting. With Maggie. Right? So he places her, hand her entire hand on the little ink pad. And then she he puts her on the uh, paper to get her prints. And then he lets her go. She just takes off. Right. She starts to walk away. And in typical Maggie fashion, she trips. Yep. And she starts to crawl. And as she crawls, she leaves her little handprint everywhere on the carpet. Yep. And then we cut scene... And Marge is yelling at Santa's little helper. Bad dog. Bad dog. She's pissed. <laughs> because there's a cake that's been destroyed. Yes. A chocolate cake, by the way, which... Which would kill a dog. Which would kill the dog. Yeah. yeah that's what I was thinking. But, yeah. but yes, Marge's anger is misplaced here. Yes. Bart shows up and he shows uh, her the surveillance photos that he's been taking and we see uh, a sequence of Homer just... He's sneaking up to the cake, right? I think he even looks around yeah. at him. And then, of course, he just starts going to town on I mean, cake. he digs his hand in there exactly. and he stuffs it down his throat and everything. And Marge is upset. You can tell. Yes. But the, but the last photo, Bart... I don't know. Did he do this on purpose or what the hell? Of course he did. Of, yeah, he's like, why would you want your mom to see a picture of your ass, though? But it was funny, though. Well, I don't think... I think he does. He does say, "How did that get in there?" Yeah, he does. So we got the last picture of this is Bart with his camera in front of a mirror, mooning. Yeah, mooning the camera. Yeah. So hey, nineties selfie, by the way. Before selfies Early were early nineties selfie, by the way. Before selfies were a real thing. Mm-hmm. By the way, since we're talking about selfies, uh, this brings out the psychology teacher in me. Oh. Uh, most of us guys will not do selfies. So if you do run across a guy that does take a lot of selfies, one, he's obviously gay. <laughs> or two, this is, not, this is not the obvious one, but this is the one that you got to worry about. He, they're a psychopath. I have a couple selfies on my, on my ground. There's a reason, there's a difference between a couple... And selfies all the time. But most, of, but in my defense, they're at occasions and stuff. There's stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no. If, if you, you mean like just every day, like I want to look at myself kind of thing? Yeah. Okay, yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, us non-psychopathic straight guys, <laughs> we don't do that. Right? The only time I take what a selfie is when, I, when, when I'm with my wife. There or, you go. Or she asks me to send her a picture. Yeah. Right. Hey, just send me a pic of what, whatever you're doing, and, that, and I'll do that. But. Fair enough. Now I gotta ask. Now that we're going down this road, what about gym selfies? Oh, is that, that like a whole nother? That's uh, you're wading into the narcissist. Ah, okay. There you go. Narcissist realm. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm not throwing shade, guys. By the <laughs> way. <laughs> If that describes you, I'm not throwing shade. We're making jokes here. Yes, you gotta yes, be yeah. able to laugh at yourself. <laughs> if you can't laugh at yourself, I'm gonna laugh at you anyway. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and so we um, we cut scene again, and Marge finds Lisa in her room, reading comments, eating chips, and she kind of asks, like, "Why aren't you at band practice?" And Lisa informs her that she has indeed quit the band. Right. But Mark says, you need to stay in the band, right? If, and then uh, Lisa says, if you think it's so great, why don't you join the band? Yeah. And so Marge now tries to tell a story about how, you know, people can be wrong about, you know, what they have envisioned for you and things like this. And so we cut back and we see a young Marge Simpson, Lisa's age, pretty mm-hmm. much, which... I noticed, like, it's funny. They wear the same dress. Yes. Marge is a different color. <laughs> yeah. But they wear the exact same style of dress, which is super, you know, awesome. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it is a nice little touch right there. Mm-hmm. And Marge is um, making a homemade little helmet thing because 
she's pretending to be an astronaut. And yeah, she uses a Quaker yes. Oats uh, yeah, can container. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and she's telling her sisters that she's going to be an astronaut. And, uh, of course, Patty and Selma, being the party poopers, inform her that she can never be an astronaut. And Marge asks, why not? And she's like, because... You're going to distract all the. Uh, you're going to distract the male astronauts. <laughs> yeah, that was their answer. Uh, that's a uh, pretty condescending. They got to keep their eyes on the road. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty condescending. There. It is, and Marge insists that there will be female astronauts, and there will be colonies on the moon. But right. Lisa is still not convinced. No, Marge was right about the women astronauts, but yeah. not the. Colonies. By the way, now that we're here. Um, this is one of the uh, things that was recently released uh, thanks to the uh, FOIA Act. Mm. The whole, uh, was it the Challenger that the exploded? The one that blew up, yeah. With Sally Ride in it? Sally Ride. Um, everybody, they told everybody. They told everybody. They all died as soon as the uh, thing exploded. But that's not true. Oh, no. That's not true. What happened? Uh, their compartment was pressurized and it was protected from the blast. But they knew they were plummeting toward their death for about at least 10 minutes. Mm. And of course, the government didn't want to release this information because they didn't want to scare the public. So, uh, yes, these astronauts survived the initial explosion. And I I can't imagine a worse thing than knowing you're about to die... And it lasting for about 10 minutes. Oh, that's going to be terrible. You're just waiting to hit the ground. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't mean to go all dark on you guys. But <laughs> it's the teacher in me. It's the hey, teacher man, in hey, me. The history teacher appreciates it. <laughs> <laughs> so next thing we know, Lisa is watching Principal Skinner polish the statue of the Puma that's in the lobby. Uh, yeah. And uh, Janie invites Lisa, uh, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa to go quiz her on her vowels. But Lisa says, eh, what's the point? Yeah, and she heads toward the bathroom marked, keep the, the hell, hell out. out. Yes. And Janie's afraid here. She says, but Lisa, that's the bad girl bathroom. And Lisa says, a doy. <laughs> and so we open here and there's two older girls, I think they're fifth graders, right? It says, and they're smoking, which is extreme for a fifth grader, yeah. even in 92. Yes. <laughs> and uh, they're talking about egging Skinner's car. And, uh, yeah, Lisa's... And then, well, first they, of all, they look they, at Lisa and like, what the hell are you doing here? Yeah, and they kind of like step up to her like they're going to you know, beat her up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lisa tells them that there's something even better they can go after <laughs> to piss off Principal Skinner. Right? Yep. Of course, they uh, they he, she was talking about his pride and joy, the puma or the puma puma as, as he says as he says puma. Uh huh. Skin, Skinner finds his puma egged and TP'd. Exactly, and I love this line right here because it just gives you a whole different idea of Principal Skinner. It's like I saw some awful things in Nam, but you really have to wonder at the mentality that would desecrate a helpless puma. Puma. Puma, excuse me. <laughs> I'm so, like, uh, what the it, hell? Isn't yeah. it so funny that Skinner, of all people, was a knob? Yes. He's such a square. Yeah. But apparently he was a badass knob, too, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was. And we'll, we'll we'll get into that in later episodes. Yes. But I, I think I'll ask you as the army guy here. When it comes to things like that, I've heard that it's, it's never the dudes you expect. Yeah, no. No, never. Like, until the shooting starts, then you find out, really, dude? You? Like, you're... <laughs> yeah, no, because like, there's some guys that walk around like they're Billy Badass, mm-hmm. but as soon as the bullets start flying, they're going to crap their pants. Mm. And the guys that are, you know... Chill. Just kind of chill. You know, they just enter, okay, this is work. Let's go to work. Yeah. And that's what it is, guys. It's work. <laughs> So, uh, uh, Principal Skinner is uh, taken away from this, right? Distracted yeah. from this. Uh-huh. While groundskeeper Willie is being arrested because Bart has uh, reported him for burning leaves in violation of the town's clean air laws. 
And Skinner can't believe that he's like, Bart Simpson on the side of law and order? Has the world gone topsy-turvy? <laughs> and then Bart's like, that's right, man. I got my first taste of authority, and I liked it. <laughs> so now Skinner decides to have a little chat with Bart. Mm. All right, And he tells him, look, <laughs> let's get me euphemisms. No more bullspit. <laughs> <laughs> and he offers Bart because of his new love for authority, the position of Hallmont. And then Bart is kind of reluctant. He's like, wouldn't I have to squeal on other kids? <laughs> and then we cut to like, I guess a parody of those old court scenes where they would blur out the the witness. By the way, who's like, voicing this? Because the voice is so familiar. I don't know. I don't It's like Steve don't Allen or something? It's got to be somebody from that time. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he imagines himself testifying in court. Mm-hmm. Against the mobster, right? And uh, oh yeah, it is Steve Allen. It is Steve Allen. Okay, and uh, yeah. So Bart's thinking about it. He's like, I don't know, because you know he's scared of it. And Bart is won over when Skinner says, "You get to wear a sash." And then Bart Bart says, "You got yourself a deal, right?" And then he quickly takes charge. And you notice he's wearing these sunglasses indoors now. Yeah, with his little sash. Mm-hmm. And we see a kid skateboarding in the hall. He kicks the skateboard out and takes it. And says, not in my halls. Mm-hmm. And we go to the uh, line for the water fountain. And he tells Janie to move along. Yes, exactly. she's She's hogging the water fountain. And then, of course, uh, Jimbo, Kearney, and Dolph are giving uh, Millhouse a pink belly. For those of you that don't know what a pink belly is, oh, hilarious. <laughs> they're just slapping the hell out of his belly. Until it turns pink. There you go. Right? And so Bart stops that from going on, but they do give uh, Milhouse a huge atomic wedgie before he leaves. Yep. And of course, he's walking off. He walks away all bow-legged. Yeah, it's hilarious. Like, Thanks, Bart. <laughs> Next thing we know, Marge and Homer are in bed. And Marge says, Bart's grades are up. A little in this term, but leases are way down. Homer <laughs> goes, Oh, we always have one good kid and one lousy kid. Why can't both our kids be good? And Marge's like, Homer, we have three kids. Marge, the dog doesn't count as a kid. <laughs> and Marge has to remind Homer that they have. He's like, Homer, Maggie. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that to forget you. Yeah, how can, how can you forget one of your I kids? I don't know, man. I don't know. He wasn't even drunk. Nope. Next thing we know, we're at Miss Hoover's class, and they're doing some artwork with paste, construction paper, and sparkles. And she's like, Ralph, you're not eating your paste, are you? And of course he is. He's like, <laughs> of course Ralph is eating the paste. Uh-huh. Oh, Ralph. So then uh, Miss Hoover asks Lisa to sprinkle her sparkles. And Lisa says, shove it. And everybody's just like, <gasps> freaking out. And mm. so we cut to Lisa is in Skinner's office. And, he's, and he asks her, Lisa, what are you rebelling against? And Lisa's like, what do you got? And Skinner's just like, wow, at this point. Mm-hmm. And so we cut back to the bad girl's bathroom. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're talking about, they're actually talking about Lisa. Yeah. And that she told her to shove it. Yep. And so quickly, Lisa's becoming legend here. Yep. As a bad girl. As a bad girl. So Lisa comes in. They congratulate her. They even offer her a smoke. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I love her answer. She's still not a bad kid, so she's not going to do it. Just, but she plays it off and says, uh, I'll smoke it in class. And they like go, they're like uh, shocked. Whoa. whoa. Exactly. What a badass she must be. <laughs> The next thing we know, we see Skinner congratulating Bart for cleaning up the school, right? And uh, uh, Skinner is like, the school is a police state. Students are afraid to sneeze, and I have to thank you. Exactly. And so as a reward, Skinner takes Bart into the confiscated goods room. And Bart actually speaks some Spanish in here. He says, madre de Dios. The legends were true. Yep. And he lets him choose one item. Yes, he lets him choose an item from all these things that have accumulated throughout the years. And Bart selects a crossbow. (laughs) Why would you let a kid have a crossbow? I don't know. Especially Bart. Anyway, 
So next thing we know, we're in a 1950s movie style montage. Yeah, so like pretty much an old Batman show montage yeah. mm-hmm. for those of you that know. With the whole... <laughs> and then we have Bart saying, Seymour, this is an absent slip uh, signed by Nelson's mother. And this is Nelson's English homework. Notice identical elongated loops on the D's. Forgery! So he didn't have leprosy. <laughs> I love that. Why would a kid say he has leprosy? I oh don't. my God. Why would he be back in school so soon if he had leprosy? Uh-huh. <laughs> so next thing we know, we're in Miss Hoover's class again, right? And she's like, this is a great day for me. I thought I could never teach again. Yep. And no, it's not. It's oh, a, no, no, it's no, a no, teacher. It's just, there's yeah. a male teacher. I'm sorry. In, yes, yes. Yes, there's a ma- male teacher in Skinner's office, and he's saying that. Yes, I could. I thought I could never teach again. And Skinner says, "Oh, things have changed. There will be no mockery of your name, Mister Glasscock." <laughs> um, I don't think that joke was very subtle. Yeah, no. That was right out there in the open for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next thing we know, we see Milhouse shooting a spitball at Kearney. And yeah, this is insane. Kearney, one of the bullies. Yeah. He just says, Bart, do something in a super whiny voice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Bart obliges and he hauls Milhouse away. And Milhouse can't believe this, right? I love what he says. And he says, sure, we have order, but at what price? <laughs> <laughs> this is from. Uh, this is also from a movie, but I can't play it. Yeah, I don't know what it's from, but I know I've seen that before. Yeah. Anyway, so now we get to Mrs. Hoover, and go. she's going over last night's homework. And she's like, Lisa, what 19th century figure was named Old Hickory? And she says, I don't know. You. <laughs> and Miss Hoover says, Lisa, if you if you'd bother to do the assignment, you know the answer is, and she flips she flips the book because she doesn't know the answer herself. And she's like, the Battle of New Orleans. Uh, I mean Andrew Nor- Andrew Jackson. And Lisa's savage right here. She says, Well, you're earning your 18 grand a year. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep, she just Oh, she's savage. I'm so glad I don't teach in 92, though, if that's the case. Yeah, if that was what the going rate was, I would be doing something else. No. Shout out to my mom for <laughs> going through <laughs> For all going that. through all that crap. Yep. <laughs> anyway, so next thing we know, we see Lisa, and uh, they have her in detention, and she's clapping the erasers clean. You know, and... We had chalkboards. Yeah, yeah, we had chalkboards <laughs> right the, they would they the chalk would accumulate on the erasers so you just bang them together and get all the chalk out mm-hmm. and uh lisa comes up with a pretty um good idea here when you think about it yep she decides to take every teacher's edition from every classroom in the school and hide them all mm-hmm Next thing we know, we're the, we're in the smoke-filled teachers' lounge. Oh my goodness! The nineties, yeah. the nineties, right? And Skinner's like, um, ladies and gentlemen, the unthinkable has happened. Some sick, twisted individual has stolen every teacher's edition in the school. And the teachers are scared. What will he do? And Miss Case says, "Declare a snow day." And another teacher says, "Does anyone know the multiplication table?" <laughs> and Skinner's like, "No, please don't panic." Right? He looks out the window. Right, they can smell fear. <laughs> Which is true. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. true. Kids will, uh, they're, they're not kind. No. If you give them an inch, they're not kind. That's why you don't got to give them, you, don't, you can't give them anything. You can't do it, man. You, that's, that, yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you kids out there. Can't <laughs> give, we can't give you anything. No. <laughs> and so, of course, teachers are now panicked because... You can see how many of them don't know exactly what the hell, what the hell, they're, hell doing. they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Which, well, how the hell did they get their license? I know, man. Like, So the next day, Miss Krabobble is like, children, I know this is highly irregular, but for the rest of the day, uh, Martin will be teaching this class. And Martin's like, I will, but I wouldn't know where to begin. And Miss Kay's like, just do it, Brainiac. <laughs> and the other teachers are trying to, uh, what is it, cope? Mm-hmm. Right? And Miss Hoover just 
She can't take it anymore. Yeah, she's like, calm blue oceans, calm blue oceans yeah. while she rubs her head. Yes. And then, of course, Mr. Glasscock goes into Skinner's office and quits. quits. Yep. And next thing we know, we see Bart coming out of Skinner's private bathroom. And Skinner explains that the police haven't had any luck finding the teacher's additions. And this is when we flash oh, to typical God. Springfield Police Department fashion. My goodness. The, the, the dogs have led them to the library. Yep, because they have the, sm- the scent of books. Yes. And then they bring in the battering ram, right? The big tank with the Which battering ram. a tank. Yeah. Yep. So apparently Springfield has a tank in its police force. Which, again, how big is this I damn know. town? Exactly. They have one school, but they, all of this happens? Mm-hmm. Anyway. And so Skinner thinks he's going to have to order new books here, and Bart stops him. He says... Seymour, he's calling him Seymour now. Mm -hmm. I'll bet you a steak dinner, those books are still here. All we have to do is search every locker. Oh, Bart, I'm sure, I'm not sure random locker searches are permitted by the Supreme Court. Bart says, Supreme Court, what have they done for us lately? Let's move. So next thing we know, in typical Batman style, right? We see the... the Bart's Uh face, yeah. (laughs) And then this is when they start opening up every locker and shutting them as as soon as they don't, if they don't find anything. By the way, that locker full of cash. I know. What the hell was that kid doing? I know. It's an elementary. It's not even high school. And he had a locker full of cash. And I need to know what happened with that. That's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. And so and Bart, he, Bart just looks at the cash. Yeah, and he throws, and it, back throws it back. I thought he was going to put it in his pocket. Like, yeah, the first but time no. I saw it. Like, yeah. nah. So we cut back and forth. Skinner opens the locker. Bart opens the locker. So on, so forth. And Lisa is standing in the middle, right, of the mm-hmm. hallway at her locker. She yeah. realizes what's going on. She knows she's going to get caught. Yeah. So... Bart eventually gets there and he opens up the locker and sees all the teacher's editions. Yep. And he moves the top ones out of the way. And he, and he sees behind the books is their family photo. So he knows in that instant that, oh no. Lisa. Lisa's locker. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he turns around and he sees Lisa there and he asks her why she did it. Yep. And, uh, and she says, come on, Bart. In your pre-fascist days, you know the giddy thrill of futile rebellion. And then Bart says, like, yeah, but even I had my limits. Yep. You're looking at an expulsion for this. And, and Lisa, Lisa... It hits her right here. She starts crying. She's like, I know. Uh-huh. Yep. And when Skinner gets there, he's elated to have found the books. And he asks, who stole them? And this is when Bart does the good big brother thing. Yep. He... Takes the fall. He says it was all him. Right? Mm-hmm. And he gloats that he, you know, duped Skinner once again. And so Bart's in trouble. Lisa's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? And he, but he says, you know, because he's done this great service for the school, mm-hmm. there are mitigating circumstances, so he's not going to ex- call for expulsion. Yes. Instead, he's going to get 400 days detention. And then Bart goes... Is that all you got? And he says, then it goes up to 600 days. <laughs> right? And now we get the new hall monitor coming in. Which Millhouse. Is Millhouse. And he takes Bart away. And I like the cutscene here. Yeah. Because we actually see it in an episode where Bart is in detention writing on the chalkboard. Right? And uh, I forget what he's writing. What is he writing? Um... I will, not, I will not expose the ignorance of the faculty. There you go, yeah. And while he's doing that, um, well, before he does that, Lisa's asking Bart, why did you do that? Why did you take the fall for me? And Bart tells her, because I didn't want you to wreck your life. You got the brains and the talent to go far, as, as far as you want. And when you do, I'll be right there to borrow money. <laughs> <laughs> uh and this is when we get the 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 other chalkboard yeah, gag, exactly, right? And uh, Lisa is playing her sax on the bench outside the window, and Bart is doing being a big good big brother, and he's offering words of encouragement. Yeah. So Lisa's at least trying to keep Bart in entertained while he's in detention. Yes. For doing her that solid, right? Yep. And this ends the episode. Yeah. 
So what do you think? Love this episode. Good episode. What was your uh, favorite part about this? I mean, I like the whole like <laughs> like the whole robbery scene. I like Lisa's attitude in this in this whole episode, man. She's got some savage little quips back and forth with people. Ooh, you earned your eighteen. That one's the big one, right? Like, Damn. <laughs> oh my god. Mine was uh, Bart. Why did you take the fall? Well, you have all this talent. Yep. And when you succeed, I'm going to be there to borrow money. Exactly. <laughs> Honest oh. kid. Good big brother. Bart is, you know, there's several instances where he's a bad big brother, but there's, you know, equally as many, you know, times yeah. when he's a... When the chips are down yeah. and she needs something. Bart's there. Bart's there. Yeah. Right. But he's a big brother, so he's got to screw with Oh, you have now. to torture your little sister, obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to ask Rihanna about. What oh you do. God, no, no. <laughs> My poor sister made her strong though. Made her strong. Made her strong. <laughs> All righty then. So on a scale of one to five, dope nuts. Uh, what would you give this episode? Um, I'm going to have to give this. It's not a full five donut episode for me. It's kind of like a four and a half. But of course, with the couch gag, it's going to have to stay at a four for me. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, with or without uh, the couch gag. Uh, I mean, what can you say? Uh, this was brilliantly written, uh, but there are some deficiencies. The recycled couch gag, the... Um, I mean... How are these cops just going to ride past uh, yeah. <laughs> Apu with his hands up being held up at the Quickie Mart and not notice that? It took, it took a little bit more liberty than they should have on a couple of things. Yeah. And then the whole uh, phonetic alphabet. Yeah. Xerxes, that Narwhal. Was pretty, that was pretty cool. Oh, my God. Where the hell? They, they got the most uh, ob- uh, obscure words. Yeah. But that, that solid could. episode. Though. Yeah, it was a solid episode. Um, this isn't, um, uh, an episode that I would sit down and watch all day, but if it's on TV, I'll sit down and watch it. Yeah. It's not a bad episode by mm. any stretch of the imagination. There. Not at all. Not at all. So I too would give it a, uh, four dope nut rating. Um, is there anything else that we can take away from this episode? Um, don't let, uh, <laughs> you don't have to know what your career is in school guys. All right. I'll oh, just God. tell you that much right now. I know, and even me as a teacher, I think it's kind of messed up and unfair trying to get you to decide what you want to do as a freshman or something like that. It's worse than that. They're they're doing this with kindergarten. I know. Right? And and the kids tell me, no, sir, they started in kindergarten all this. I'm like, look, in kindergarten, you should only want to be two things, an astronaut or a doctor or something like that. Yeah, exactly. That's what everybody should want to be when they're five years old. After that, well... that's when we start uh, developing our own strengths and stuff like that but you're five what the hell if you you need a timeline I'll give you a vague timeline if you're two years into college you should know what you want to do by then alright let's let's just say that yeah if you still don't know after two years maybe you don't need to be in college exactly yeah or you know but again if you don't know by the day you graduate it's okay yes yes I, I tell them my kids all the time when they're taking all these AP and dual classes. I'm like, but sir, when I come in, when I go, I'll, I'll already be a junior. I'm like, so? I'm like, do you really want to head out into the adult world two years from now? <laughs> like, you can't even do your taxes right now. Exactly. Like, <laughs> slow your roll. Take some time. Figure this out. Yep. So if it takes you three years, it takes you three years. If it takes you four, it takes you four. It's all good. You'll learn a lot. I mean, damn, you're 18. What's the rush? Exactly. So don't yeah. panic about that kind of stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, we all have our hopes and dreams. Of course. But that doesn't mean we know what the hell we want to do. Exactly. I mean, if you were to ask me what I was going to do when I was 18, I would have never said teacher. Me neither. If you asked me what I was going to do when I was like 25, I would have never said teacher. How did I wind up being a teacher? My wife talked me into it. She said, no, I bet you'll be good at it. You'll like it. So, ah, okay, I'll try it. I'll try it for a year. Yeah. 15 years later, here I am. 
I kind of knew when I got into college that was what, what I wanted to do. But in high school, I, I don't. Mm-mm. People are surprised now. People I went to high school with, you're a teacher? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we can only imagine why they're asking that. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Um, so before we leave, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience? No, but uh, just be safe, everybody. Keep being responsible. Keep your good habits. Wash your hands. All that stuff. Yeah, don't be a filthy pig. Yeah, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't forget to visit our official show Instagram, which is official underscore homers underscore donuts without the apostrophes uh, to see a bunch of original Simpsons related memes. Right. Uh, I do follow everyone back. Right. So if if I if you uh, want to send us a message about how we could improve the show, uh, send us a DM. Uh, you, you can't slide into my DMs. I was about to say, you should slide into the Simpsons guys' DMs. No, no, no. <laughs> no, guys, you can't slide into my DMs, but you can send me a DM and <laughs> let me know what we could do to improve the show. I'm just trying to get you in trouble, bro. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I don't think my wife understands the reference. Uh, she'll probably ask me after this, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and until next week, Arvoir suckers.